Hello and welcome to the Harrogate Food Show with me, Ben Wright from Rudding Park Hotel. Today I'm joined by Chintal Patel, a mum of two, Instagram recipe developer and NHS doctor. She's on the show to talk about Indian-influenced home cookery. Hello, I'm Chintal Patel. I am an NHS doctor. I'm a GP in London and I'm also a mum of two boys aged 10 and 8 and I write a recipe blog drchintalskitchen.com or on Instagram or Facebook at drchintalskitchen and I also run um, cookery classes for adults and children and I like to try and share healthy quick and easy family friendly meals that everybody can enjoy together to try and get families eating together more um, and to get um them eating more healthier meals, incorporating things like more vegetables into their diet, etc. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I wanted to bring you on because you're a bit of a niche in the market because there's not many people doing what you're doing. And I think it's like a great thing to just show to the world and uh, have a good discussion about Indian cookery. And then with that side of knowledge of healthy eating and all these important things that people don't really know about. Oh, no, thank you very much for inviting me. And, and you know, I, I think you're right. I think people sometimes apprehensive with Indian cookery and, and think of it as quite difficult or complicated or spicy. And I just want to kind of show show the world that actually it, it can be simplified. It can be easy and it can be something you can enjoy as a family with, with your children as well. Yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I'm going to start with the, the first little intro and that's talking about spices because people are very scared of spices as you just said um and they don't really know what to use where to buy it what to buy i don't know if you want to just kind of introduce people on a on a good kind of starter kit for spices or, or grains anything like that that they can use that won't kind of cost them the world or you know, it won't take too much of their time just some really good starter tips um yep so spices i mean there are so many spices and I think that's probably the thing that that kind of scares people into using different spices in their cooking. Um, so first of all, I wouldn't say you need everything. Just focus in on having some basics to start with and to start cooking with. And that could be something really simple. It could just be like picking up a curry powder, which is a mix of spices usually, um, and experimenting with that and then gradually seeing what kind of spices you enjoy and adding them in. Um, if I had to say a starter kit of different spices, I think I would probably start with some simple spices. Some of my favorites would be something like turmeric, um, cumin, ground coriander, curry leaves, um, mustard seeds, cardamom, cinnamon. Those are the kind of spices that I always have and use regularly. Um, but I just love experimenting and I'm always kind of trying new things and adding new spices. I think the other thing is that scares people um, is that people often think of spice as being linked to a chili and it isn't. Actually, there's lots of sweet spices that you can use. You can incorporate spices from very early days into weaning, into baby food, toddler food. Um, So I think it's just, you know, understanding spices and the difference between them all. Yeah, I mean, it's the great thing about spices is that even if you have a small amount there's just endless things you can create with them and mm. it's just the way you cook them you know how long you cook them for mm. you know, there's just so many different ways you can incorporate them and that's it makes it really really fun especially with kids and things like that it's just a great way to introduce a bit of fun into the kitchen 
Absolutely. And also just to open up their tastes and, you know, get them exploring and trying new things. And it does it doesn't even have to be savory. I mean, sometimes a, a quick and easy way is to start with sweet spices with children. So things like saffron or cardamom or sweet um, spices that you could use in baking or you know pancakes, every child's favorite breakfast. Um, um, so things like that. And I think just ex- getting them to be a bit more inquisitive and exploring different flavors is really important because that's helping build their they're kind of set up for life really and how they they approach food long term i mean i like jazzing up a, a few british things with spices like i like jazzing up rice pudding you know the classic indian rice pudding with the saffron and the cardamom it's just a really nice flavor yes it's delicious isn't it i i'm the same i love jazzing up indian um kind of adding a little indian twist to lots of english things i mean um one of my very first things i shared on my blog actually was um, jazzing up a roast dinner. So your classic English roast dinner, but we had a kind of really richly infused chicken, which had ginger, garam masala, garlic, coriander. Um, I literally spiced up every um, little vegetable that went with it. So, you know, turmeric spice, Brussels sprouts, cumin spice carrots, um, it, I think I had mustard and curry leaf potato, like everything is spiced. And then it was served with the coriander chutney as opposed to a gravy. So that's a real extreme. But um, I love adding a little bit of spice to to everyday dishes all the time. i tell you what I did like, uh, your beans on toast idea. <laughs> yeah. And uh, see, I put sriracha sauce in my beans on toast, but I've never actually tried putting spices in it before. So I, yeah. I tried that after I saw you do it and I thought it's quite nice. It's actually something I've grown up um, eating. So I think because my parents have always eaten, you know, the majority of their diet is, is, is Indian food. And I've grown up at home. It's been very, everything has ha- very much had an Indian focus. So when they came to England, they actually, you know, they found some of the food a, a little bit bland. And so they would spice up anything they, they, <laughs> they could get their hands on and kind of add a, an Indian twist. So that's actually one from my parents. Um, but yeah, it's simple baked beans tin baked beans but you add a little bit of spice by um frying up a little bit of mustard seeds and turmeric and um, ground coriander and cumin and adding that to the mix it's delicious did you try it i didn't try the spice mix but i tried the idea of spicing up my beans on toast yeah brilliant because i just used what i had and i thought i'll chuck it in and see what it's like it was really nice so yeah it's like yeah making a curry up baked beans basically (laughs) do they sell those already that must be a thing where they sell them in little cans of curried beans or something like that i've got no idea i make my own i don't know i'm I'm, maybe they do (laughs) i feel like that should be a thing if it's not yeah i think we should start that if it's not exactly (laughs) there's a lot of money in it definitely anyway what i'm gonna go on to is your kind of go-to dish to cook and eat especially for your children as well so i would think my favorite Indian dish of all time is a good dal. I love dal. I would eat dal as a soup with bread. Um, I would eat it with rice and as part of an Indian meal. Um, but I think it's just a really classic staple um, Indian recipe that everyone can enjoy. It's really nutritious. Um, I often add vegetables to it. So you've got the protein element um, of the dal. But then also you can add lots of variety and vegetables to it. You've got all the spices in there. Um, so I think, yeah, that's probably my go-to dish. And I would usually, it's it's quite a labor of love. That's one that takes quite a long time to cook if you're going to make it properly. 
So I tend to make a huge pot of it, maybe once every two or three weeks, and then I will freeze portions of that in the freezer. So I think if you're going to make it, make it properly, take all the time to really cook the onions down so they melt into the sauce, um, adding all fresh, everything has to be fresh with that. So, you know, things like coriander, ginger, garlic, um, all your spices, make sure you roast them before to try and release all the flavor and then really cook it down. Um, for a long time, leaving it simmering so all the all the spices infuse into the dal, and it always tastes better the next day. So freezing it's a really great option. Because uh, when I first uh, made it myself, I didn't realize how nice it was. Because I think when you make it at home, it's just miles better than getting it from you know other places like those takeaways, things like that. Oh, definitely. Um, people are kind of don't realize how nice Indian food can be when you make it yourself. Yeah, I think they just. That's why I like to with my blog. I like to just break it down into really easy steps because I think, you know, people always think it's really complicated because quite often there are a lot of ingredients involved. Um, but actually, once you've purchased those basic five or six spices, say, um, it's very easy to create lots and lots of different variety based on those, you you know, chopping and changing what you're using in different dishes Um and yeah, and as I said, you know, even keeping it really simple and just picking up um, a garam masala or a curry powder mix that's got a mix of all the spices in it already, you know, if if you just wanted to to experiment with that, that's a great first step. So you're not investing too much into it. Um, and then if you like that, you could then expand and get all the different spices separately. Yeah, I mean, what I tend to do because um, of my work, I'm I'm working all day. Mm. The only time I actually cook at home is on my days off. Mm. so obviously i can't stop my fridges to the max because it'll i won't use it basically mm. so what i tend to do is i have little plastic containers and i put you know i have like uh curry leaves frozen i have like tamarind paste i freeze it into ice cube blocks and i put yeah. it in the freezer yeah exactly and that's the that people don't realize is you can actually have these things ready and just pull them out absolutely i mean that's you know once again i've grown up doing that my parents both worked and so at the weekends we would often, I'd help my mum in the kitchen. She would prepare all the garlic, all the ginger, everything. And then she would freeze it in a little freezer bag that she'd section off. So it's really easy to just snap off a little bit to use in your cooking. And I still do that, definitely. Um, as well as, prep, you know, every time I make a curry, I always make double. So I will freeze a portion of it as well. Because most curries will freeze really well. Um, and they're just really easy to defrost overnight or in the microwave for use another day so i think if you're going to the effort of making one i always make double definitely oh, it's the same i'd always it just saves time yeah a lot of time. and I, i'm the same as you because i also work so quite often i'll um prep you know even uh, we like to eat our evening meal quite early because my children are quite young and so quite often i'll make something the night before and then that will be ready as soon as we get home from work and school etc dinners you know almost done right, yeah um, and it always tastes best, better the next day anyway. All, this, all the flavors have infused in. So, yeah. Especially like my favorite is when you make a, a chicken tikka masala and you leave it the next day and it's just oh, lovely. so much better the day after. Yeah, definitely. And do you use do you use double cream in your chicken tikka masala? Oh, I use all the dairy possible. I don't, I don't short, like skip on the dairy when it yeah. comes to I was going to say, I mean, you know, it's, yeah, yogurt's delicious, but you need some double cream in that. <laughs> I, actually, I actually use the... Atul Kachar's recipe, it's my, I honestly love it. It's from his Curries of the World book. 
his I love that book and he he's such a I had the pleasure of cooking with him um on Instagram on a live we cooked together one of his um it's delicious prawn coconut curry but he's just such a genuine lovely man as well so you know it was it was a real honor to cook with him but his food is amazing it is I mean the the knowledge he has of curries is just unreal he's I've got pretty much most of his books now and it's like the amount of recipes in that in those collection of books is just ridiculous it is and they're also varied and also different from different parts of india he loves to kind of you know take little bits from different areas and and combine them and that's i love doing that i love experimenting with different different recipes and yeah no he's a real inspiration for and i think he's really put indian food on the map even you know in the oh UK. definitely yeah it was the first indian chef to get a michelin star michelin i mean that's star, a pretty big exactly. achievement exactly and his restaurants are amazing. Have you been to any? I've, I actually went to do a week's work at Hawkins in Amersham. Oh, amazing. Cause, yeah, because um, my brother, basically, it, like the best present I ever got, he, he got me a signed book from Atul Kachar. Oh, wow. And he said, oh, if you want to come down and work for a week. So, uh, yeah, so that, that basically I went down to work in, um, in Hawkins in Amersham. And I'm, now I'm just kind of keeping in contact with the, all the chefs down there and just no, because in the future I might want to go down there, back down yeah, to London. Definitely. Oh, amazing! That's great. What an experience! You must oh, it was have really learned good. so many tips. Oh, definitely. Because it's—I mean, I work at a kind of—I work in classical French cuisine, so it's a bit of a bit of a twist. Yeah, a real difference. But I mean, classical French cuisine is really difficult. I think Indian food cooking's. Um, I don't know, maybe because it comes more naturally to me, but I find Indian cooking much much easier to to perfect. Yeah, I think it's it's all like different spectrum and things like that. I think there's yeah. there's so many more ingredients, but there's le- there's I'd say there's probably less techniques, but more yes, ingredients to exactly. remember and know. Exactly. No, I'm gonna transition onto a, another part. Is there any kind of books or or websites or recipes that you always go to, and, and feel free to mention your own own blog and things like that because there's some great recipes on there. Thank you. Yep. So definitely, um, I, I do reference my own blog quite often, but I like to share my blog mainly because I think I try to break down recipes on there to make it very easy for anybody to access. And that's that's my real aim. Um, I started my blog when I was chatting to patients and they often found it hard. You know, they, they knew what they had to do and what we talked about actually doing to help improve their health for various reasons. But that actually putting it into practice, they found difficult. So um, I started writing it to kind of share ways that they could actually put that theory into practice at home. And so I like to really break it down. So even with Indian recipes, trying to really simplify it so that anybody can hopefully follow the recipes and actually make it. Um, So, yeah. But otherwise, I mean, there's some amazing books out there for Indian cookery. So Atul Kocha's books, all of them are great. In fact, he has one called Simple Indian, which is much more simple as the name. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's a great one for starting with as well. Um, But I love books that are for Indian cookery that are really authentic and kind of showcase home cooked food. So there's a there's a book called um, Dadimaz by one of my um, close friends who she writes um she writes and shares recipes passed through generations so grandparents recipes it's a collection of grandparents recipes um indian recipes from all over india it's a beautiful book um another one that i used is um, masala by malika basu which has got wonderful collection of home-cooked proper indian recipes 
um, one called Saffron Soul by Mira Manek, which shares a lot of Gujarati-inspired recipes. Um, so those are probably the ones that I've, I've cooked from. I tend to use them for inspiration and ideas. I'm, I'm not very good at following recipes. Um, and I think if you're a chef, yeah. You never follow a recipe properly. That's all this is all about. Yeah. You kind of take take bits take from bits. it and then you just kind of change it. Exactly. But it's lovely to get the ideas and inspiration from these books um, and just, you know, experiment with them. So those are probably books I use and sites I use. I mean, but people don't realize how important a book is because it, it gives you so much inspiration. People kind of think they are. They can just, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to cook. But then as soon as you get one good book, your life is absolutely sorted. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'd love to write a book one day myself. I've written um, a few ebooks and I've written some some books for charities, but yeah, I think um there's nothing like having that proper hardback book with with um know. you know, cooking stains on it. It's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, I'm going to transition on to some vegan or vegetarian recipes because that's what I think Indian food's really really famed for is it's some great ways to treat vegetables um, and that's obviously coming into a big limelight in England at the moment yeah so I guess um, a lot of India is vegetarian so you know um, uh, I mean I come from a Gujarati background and a lot of our food is vegetarian and, and most of my family is vegetarian and I was vegetarian actually until I was 18 um, so I think Indian food adapts really well to vegan and vegetarian diet we use a lot of um, lentils, pulses, and and things like that, which you know are really important as part of the vegan diet. Um, but I think also because we use such a great mix of kind of spices and flavors as well, it means that it doesn't have to be boring. It's it just kind of makes any kind of vegan food or vegetarian food really much more interesting. Um, I think um, curries themselves, anything can be curry practically. Um, it's very easy to kind of uh, to incorporate it into any kind of vegan or vegetarian diet. I think I think people think that curry is this com- super complicated, you know, fifty million ingredient thing. But I mean, when I I like to read like the old historic recipes of curries, and you look at them and you just think it's got like four ingredients in and the, the wackiest ingredients, and they class it as a curry. And I find that quite interesting. I mean, if you, as long as you've got some simple ingredients and it's yeah. delicious, that's all that counts. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think I posted a recipe for Gujarati Pudla the other day, which is like a, a really nice breakfast or brunch recipe. And it literally is gram flour, which is chickpea flour, um, which is a great ingredient for, for vegans, vegetarians, really high in protein. Um, gram flour, water, a little bit of spice and whatever vegetables you want to add. And you fry it like a savory pancake. Um, so you make a batter out of that mix and, and then just fry it. That's so simple, so easy, limited ingredients, but a really delicious, nutritious breakfast. And it looks, when you look at the photograph, looks really complicated, but actually it's so simple. Um, you know, you've just literally got a base of three, four ingredients and some vegetables. Yeah, and that's another thing I've just realized as well. It's a lot of gluten-free food in india as well and they don't take as much priority with gluten um yeah i mean we use chickpea flowers and um 
and lentils and dal and flowers a lot in our cooking. But at the same time, there's a lot of chapatis and naans too. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, it's it's really adaptable, definitely. But we do. I do. You're right. We use a lot of um of uh, wheat flowers. Yeah, yeah. I I like to cook a lot of those because it's good to have like a a good array of things to adapt to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think. um, I mean, looking at my cupboard right now, there's probably about six or seven different flowers. No, probably more. <laughs> I've got some that in my back of my cupboard I haven't even used. I just buy them because I just like it's like hoarding flowers. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask as well what your children's favourite meal is. If you ask um, both my kids, actually, Indian food is top of their list. They would very happily have a curry, dal and chapati every night if I gave it to them they love that that would be their classic so a delicious curry something like chickpea curry or a chicken curry or prawn curry with some dal rice and chapati can't go wrong with that yeah that's their perfect meal which I'm really happy with I I want them to be really open with flavors and try new things so definitely what is there any kind of baking ideas that you like or especially with with children as well that you can do at home yeah, definitely. So I um I do with my own my blog share a lot of baking ideas. My kids love baking. Um and I'm very much into involving them, not just for trying new things, but also, you know, involved in the process of buying and you know, they help me when they come to the shops or when they used to before COVID. Um and and also cooking. So they actually make most of the recipe videos on my blog. So because I like to show how simple and easy it is that even a child can make it. Um, but we also like to add spice, as usual, <laughs> into um, a lot of regular bakes. So even things like banana breads, we always add some cinnamon. Um, if we're making cookies, quite often cinnamon or cardamom or saffron, they go really nicely in sweet dishes. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, really uh, their favorite recipe to, to bake probably or make um, was it's it's a bit of a tradition in our house actually every saturday or sunday morning they get up and they make this pancake batter mix which is really quick and easy it's just bananas eggs some oats and a little bit of cinnamon um and they make that without fail every saturday and sunday themselves they get up themselves they go and make the mix and then when they're ready for the frying part i, I have to help them obviously with that um but yeah it's it's um, great to see that they're you know inspired to do that and they love it it's a good way to get children to eat fruit. Put yeah, it in a cake-like exactly. form and they'd be happy. Exactly. And I, I like to try and, um, you know, make, I try and use things like bananas and fruits and things in, in the bakes as well because as an alternative to, to just adding extra sugar, it's quite nice to, to try and do it without and use the banana as your sweet sugar sauce. I use, I use bananas a lot and things like that. I, especially I had to use kind of honey and things like this as well, just instead of using sugar. Yeah, great alternatives. Yeah, I mean they're all they're all sugar in in essence yeah, as in well, the full sense but of but um, it's nice to have you know they've got added nutrients and fiber in addition to to you know just using pure sugar. Definitely, and I think it's nice for kids to to see what's going in and see that they're putting healthy ingredients into what they're making, and and it's just a nice easy recipe without them having to measure much as well. So it literally is you know, pick up a couple of bananas, a couple of eggs and half a cup of oats and mash it all together. Something that any child can do. 
Um, but even, you know, for, uh, from a younger age, it's really important because it helps with their kind of motor control, helps them learn how to grip, it gets some mashing, feeling all the different textures. So any age, I mean, my kids are a bit older and can do that independently. But, you know, a toddler, I think it's a great idea. And I get them to use a potato masher as opposed to a fork to mash the banana because then they can really ho- hold it and, and mash away at the bananas. I mean, it's it's a great way to kind of introduce kids to cook because I just think that's a something that people don't do enough is they don't teach a kids how to properly cook food and learn the simple basics of cooking because then they resort to you know takeaways and things like that yeah if you teach them early on they don't kind of rely on those things absolutely you can set them up for life they're learning skills you know simple skills like chopping mashing things like that they can learn from an early age and actually i run cookery classes for adults and children so i do family cooking classes where we talk a little bit about nutrition but then we cook together as well um, and I think, you know, it's really nice to see the parents and the kids cooking together in that way. Is there any kind of um, pat lunch ideas that you you like to use? I mean, any kind of maybe Indian inspired, if not just a, any little quick ideas you've got. Um, so I guess pack lunch. Um, I, I make pack lunch for myself every day for work and my husband. Um, and they tend to be a mix of things. So. Quite often it's leftovers and I'll add to those. But if I had to have a structure to a packed lunch, I think I would have um, kind of a very basic structure would be something like your starch and grain. So things like, you know, quinoa, pasta, rice, sweet potato, something like that would make up about a quarter of, of the, the lunch box. Then to that, I would add a, a protein source. So maybe something like tofu, paneer, hummus, chicken, salmon, something Um that would be another quarterish, and then the other half would be mainly vegetables. So really trying to add in as many vegetables as possible. So just really quick and easy things like um, you might raw vegetables, but also I quite like to once a week stick in all the veg that's in the fridge and just pop it into the oven with a little bit of olive oil and and salt and pepper. And I'll use those roasted vegetables um, in a lunchbox to to kind of add flavour. And then I would dress that, and that's probably where I'd add that little Indian spice. I'd probably add a little bit of kind of a spiced hummus or I'd make a really simple dressing. Um, so my favourite would be something like um, using preserved lemons, a little bit of olive oil, garlic and coriander. Um, so that you've got that little spice mix, maybe a little bit of toasted cumin in that dressing mix as well. So I guess that's where my Indian influence would come in. Um, and then things like... Um, you know, adding pulses, kidney beans, chickpeas, um, lentils, things like that to your box. Yeah, I said it wasn't expecting that. That's quite very in depth. <laughs> just, I'm thinking a lot of effort to that. I like it. <laughs> well, I just um, it's something actually I do every week, so it's quite easy to think of. It's a good motivator when you've got a good lunch. Yeah, definitely, and I, I don't. I don't have time at work to, to pop out. And I know if I did, it would be something I would just literally pick up a sandwich because I wouldn't be able to think where to go or what to get. Um, so at least this way, I know that I've got something nutritious. And I I do it for my husband as well because, you know, where he works, it, it quite often does end up being a lot of takeaways otherwise. And, you know, I think you can't function at your best always if you haven't had a good meal. Oh, definitely. I'm going to, we're nearly close to the end now, so I'm going to finish off with one more question. Sure. And that's any kind of five minute meal ideas. So just quick meals that you do at home or at lunch uh, that, that always satisfy you. 
Um, oh gosh. It's a hard one. Ooh, five minutes for Indian cookery. Um, so the puddler recipe that I mentioned earlier, so that's a great breakfast um, five-minute meal. Um, I think for main course, it would be something like a really quick curry with tinned things. So like something like tinned chickpeas, tinned kidney beans or tinned lentils. Um, so quick fry of onion, garlic, ginger, add, add some tomato puree or a tin of tomatoes, plus your tins of whichever pulses you wanted to use, plus lots of spices and just simmer it up. Might take a bit longer than five minutes, but five minutes yeah. is crap. <laughs> Keep it, make it more exciting if it says five minutes, but yeah, yeah. it's never five minutes. No, but, but still really quick, really quick and easy. That's what I like to do when I'm in a rush. I mean, sometimes you don't have time to soak pulses overnight. So that uh, takes a bit of time. Yeah, exactly. So I do, I always have backup um, pulses in, in the in tins in my cupboard. It's just quick and easy. Um, and with dal, I use a pressure cooker um, or, or with a lot of pulses. If you, if once they're soaked, just pressure cooker speeds up the cooking process as well. 100%. It makes life a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to end it here. It's been a great conversation. I've actually learned quite a lot. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was really, really fun, actually. Thank you, Ben. No problem. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. To listen again, Google That Chef Ben slash The Harrogate Food Show. You can also listen on Harrogate Community Radio, Harrogate Hospital Radio and Spotify.